0: Hey there, it's Holly and Daniel and you're listening to Halfway Saints, uh, episode 19.
1: Oh, I thought it was the 19th and I was like, on the 19th, but it's not, it's the 21st.
0: <laughs> Two days late.
1: There's, it's not like there's the date isn't staring at me from the computer <laughs>
0: right now. Smooth. I know. Well, happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Since it
1: is the 21st, we're recording this. Happy Father's Day. Mm -hmm. This is actually my first Father's Day Mm -hmm. because Jack was born right after Father's Day last year. Mm
0: -hmm. And uh, Jack just celebrated his first birthday this Mm -hmm. week and we had his first birthday party. And um, it was wonderful. But I can't believe it's a year old. I know. Did I talk about that last podcast? Maybe.
1: You talk about him all the time. Oh,
0: my gosh. But he's such an annoying mom. No, he's the best.
1: He is, so we (laughs) we have to talk about him often.
0: But he's a year old. I know.
1: He's big. He's going to be... We have to get him a car for his next Mm birthday. No, 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 no. What if he, like, uh, ages like an an alien and, like, is 16 by the time he's two?
0: You know, I'm just not even going to entertain that. That's... The silliest thing. <laughs> Watch too many sci-fi
1: shows. <laughs> you never know.
0: Yeah, you never know. Could happen. Just kidding. Um But yeah, he's one. And we're celebrating. We celebrated Daniel's Father's Day last weekend and this weekend. We kind of spread it out so we wouldn't have a whole day for Father's Day. Well, just we- because it was right after Jack's birthday party. So we are like, oh, we'll just like kind of spread it out to make it a little easier yeah. on us. And last
1: weekend we like... Almost got me a gift.
0: Hey, I tried. I know,
1: but it's not like we spent two weekends.
0: No, but we did do things dedicated just for you.
1: Oh, just for
0: me. Um, did you not appreciate them?
1: I did, I did.
0: Thank you. I'm just saying,
1: it wasn't like we had a two-weekend-long Father's Day celebration. We, like, tried to do something last weekend, and it didn't really work out. But it was fun. It was great. <laughs> I loved
0: it. I tried to let him buy power tools at Home Depot. <laughs> To help him start a hobby, mm-hmm. or oh, like woodworking or building yeah. furniture right. or something, but all of the tools were too expensive.
1: Right for what I would have actually used, it was kind of out of the budget. So mm-hmm. next year,
0: next year. <laughs> I tried. He did. I should just buy you one, but then it'd be too expensive. I don't know. I want to make sure I get the right kind. Yeah,
1: he. No offense, you would have. You wouldn't have gotten no. something right. <laughs>
0: I was asking so many questions about all the tools when you were looking through them. I didn't realize that those ones with the big wheels, um, that they didn't come with blades on them.
1: Oh, yeah. You have to buy the blades separately for the saws. Seems silly. <laughs> well, because you can get different kinds of bra- uh, blades for different materials. What about braid? braids? You, know, you can't get braids at Home Depot. <laughs> you have to go somewhere else for those. No. But then it was a... And it, it was a great idea. Thank you. And I had a lovely Father's Day today, so no need to worry.
0: Thank you. I'm glad you said that. But happy Father's Day to all of the fathers who are listening. mm mm-hmm. um, And, yeah.
1: Yeah. But it's... With Jack's birthday and Father's Day, we've had, like, a very busy weekend, which was preceded by two, like, really busy weeks for both of us for work.
0: Really, really busy. And... Up until very recently, Jack was not napping very well, so it was, like, super, super stressful on me because the only time that I get to work is when Jack sleeps. And so if he doesn't sleep, I don't get to do work. And so work was just piling up, and I was getting so stressed out, and uh, clients were asking for things. I didn't have them, and they wanted them by the end of the day, and I couldn't commit to that because what if Jack didn't nap in the afternoon? You know? I wouldn't have time. Um, so I was super stressed out and Daniel was really busy with work for his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was affecting us in a lot of different ways. Uh, just being stressed out is never good for anybody. Um, but it also was affecting our relationship.
1: Yeah. And we did, we kind of realized this after the fact
0: that hindsight,
1: right. And we'd had stuff during the evenings th- mm-hmm. past week. So it was just, we were both like, our days are both filled with work and I would like show up at work and work from when, you know, I sat down at my desk until I left and it's just, you kind of just mentally worn out. So then you get home and we don't have time to spend like any kind of leisure time together and we just get irritated easily with one another. And when that's, when you don't have a time to like sit down and reset, that just kind of builds and gets worse mm-hmm. and worse. So
0: Yeah. Luckily,
1: we were able to, this weekend, kind of, like, sit down and be like, what's going on? And figure out we're both just kind of stressed out from work and mm-hmm. just need to take a pause and
0: regroup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just realized how how much I needed uh, alone time. Because, like, for me, I wake up, I'm feeding Jack and taking care of Jack, and then I put him down for his nap. And the second he goes down for a nap, I, like, run down here to our basement To our computer and do as much work as I can until he wakes up. And then he wakes up and he's like, you know, going a mile a minute. And I'm following him around and watching him. And then he goes down for his second nap. And I run down here and I do work again. And then whenever he wakes up, I go and I'm with him. And then until Daniel gets home and it's like, still trying to get everything done. So it felt like I just didn't have any time to myself ever. And both of us were feeling that way, which is just the worst because we can't help the other Mm -hmm. because we're just, like, all caught up in ourselves. So, needless to say, it was not good, but we are very happy that uh, my work has led up a lot uh, in the past week, and so I've, like, finished big projects and uh, gotten some things off of my plate, and Daniel's work has eased up a little bit, but Mm -hmm. it got us thinking a lot about work and about what Work means what work is, what work means, and how it affects us.
1: Right, and kind of what it, how it can go wrong and kind of the necessity of it, but the ability to need a balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that got us thinking kind of about it from, um, like, a spiritual sense. Like, because whenever there's an issue, um, with us at least, whenever we ha- we're having an is- issue with one another, we... It, Usually, find out like, oh, there's some sort of underlying spiritual issue, like I've been upset about this, or we haven't talked about this thing together, and the cat's gonna jump on the keyboard. Oh, no. You got her.
0: Yeah, get down here, Willow. We don't want you <laughs> up here. Shoo. She's good. Don't She's worry.
1: good, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so usually there's an underlying spiritual cause. So, with this, we were thinking, what is kind of the spiritual correspondent to work? Um, And it's not, I was going to say it turns out, but there actually is, it's not surprising when you think about it, what the connection is between the two.
0: Work and spirituality. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to make sure I was following. I got distracted. So so what happened
1: was you started listening again and wanted to make sure that you knew what I was Uh, talking about. The
0: cat jumped up on the keyboard, so. But, yes, work and spirituality. And with everything, everything, is like with all matters of life. It is all intertwined. And especially with spirituality because we are both spirit and body. So we can't really separate the two. Like we, the things that we do affects our spirit life mm-hmm. and our soul and our prayer life. And if we don't keep those things going, then it, it kind of all falls apart.
1: Yeah. And, um, I forget why, but we were talking about you with your business, how in September you'll have been doing it for like two years two whole on whole years, and how, um, like, how much that's changed and what, especially, like, since becoming pregnant and having Jack, like, you've had different phases
0: of mm-hmm. your work. So, like, as I th- think I said in the TTC, TMI episode.
1: <laughs> the infertility episode.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, like, quit my job and then started, wor- I, like, quit my full-time job and decided to start on my own. And then, like, literally, three or four weeks later, we found out we were pregnant with Jack Um, so that was like a lot to take in and to have a new business and find out that carrying a child that we'd been waiting for for so long was big. But also, um, I was like, I had no idea what I was doing and I was just starting like designing for myself again since school and I was putting stuff out there and nobody wanted it. (laughs) I was so gung ho and I thought I was just going to take off the second that I showed people, um, the pieces, but price point was a struggle and photography was a struggle and like so many different aspects that I wasn't expecting, uh, came into the picture and it did not take off the way that I thought that it would. And so I had to do, um, some other like freelance jobs that I wasn't really like super excited about. And I had to go back to my full-time job, like back part-time freelancing Mm -hmm. Uh, with where I was working before, which was great and fun that I could like see my old coworkers and friends there. But, um, it just wasn't really what I had in mind for whenever I was starting this new venture. Um, and then things picked up. Um,
1: but there were, I mean, there were days when you would kind of just not have anything to do. Yeah. I I, would kind of come home and you'd be like, I didn't do anything today and I didn't do anything today. Mm -hmm. And that like, that really weighs on you. That, like, you just realize I've not been able to do anything today. I've not been able to. Um, sorry, the cat's making weird noises again.
0: <laughs> Pain in my butt, that <laughs> um Um
1: But, yeah, and that kind of, and before, in the middle of graduate school, like, after my first semester, I, like, took a semester off and was like, oh, I'll just find um, a full-time job and it'll be great. And I really wasn't able to find anything and had to keep doing the like two part time retail jobs that I had, and it just really, it really weighs on you that idea of not being able to um,
0: contribute,
1: contribute, yeah, and to find something worthwhile to fill your time with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is something that the church has spoken of frequently, um, especially in the last one hundred and fifty years or so, kind of since
0: since the industrial revolution. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Why did your eyes light up when you said that?
0: Because I was proud that I would know a, his- oh, a history good. moment. Because
1: that's kind of when the idea of a job changed. And there's actually um, an episode of Planet Money, which is a very interesting economics podcast from NPR. Daniel
0: listens to it a lot.
1: It's It's, it's interesting. Good. You listened to the one about the apples and said it was good. I
0: know. Daniel there's a
1: great a- one on trademarked apples.
0: The well. miracle apple is what it's called, right?
1: Is that- i don't think so i think
0: you. i'm pretty sure it is but
1: anyway they did a show where they're like let's try to find the first job like the of what we would think of as a job like you go in you clock in you work you clock out Mm -hmm. you get a salary anyway and they could only trace it to i think like the early 20th century wow um yeah so jobs and work really changed kind of recently in our past it wasn't like you had a 17th century um so you wouldn't, like, go work in a factory for someone else.
0: Well, because things were, like, excuse the term, but artisan-made.
1: Right. Like, if you were a so printer, you'd, you'd be in your own printing shop, printing store. Right,
0: you just, like, make stuff. But yeah. It was since the development of machines mm-hmm. in the Industrial Revolution. Yes. That <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> saying you
1: were wrong. I know, I'm just so
0: proud of myself.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, now that you've mentioned that twice.
0: <laughs> but, but it I, was. it was more of, like, working with the machine that makes the thing instead of making things with your hands
1: yeah mm-hmm. i always think of there are things. also larger um consequences of that as well It's not that there was just machines like the way that labor related to the product changed as well yes
0: it was separated there's more of a intermediary yes 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 big word for yeah Ollie. there you go check,
1: <laughs> check. Anyway, so especially in the last 150 years or so, the church has spoken about this because there's been changes in the way that people work and the way they look at work. Um, but the church has always spoken of the connection between work and the dignity of the human person. And there's actually a really good quote from um, Gaudium et Spes. I
0: that so
1: you pronounce it? Spes? Spes. It spes. Means, it means hope in Latin. Oh,
0: that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like spes. Space is nicer. Space. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay.
1: You done? Yes, go on. Anyway, um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm sorry. You could have just let it go. And now I'm everyone sorry. called attention. You called attention to everyone.
0: I bet you're saying it right and everyone's saying, Holly, oh, you're so silly.
1: They might be saying that for another <laughs> reason. Go on. Anyway, the quote is, when people work, they not only alter things in society, they develop themselves as well. And that's from, um, it's a document from the Second Vatican Council. Um, so back in the 60s, this was kind of um, being spoken about. But even back to um, like the early 1890s, um, there was, the church spoke about work and the dignity of workers and the dignity of labor. Yes. And even back before that, the um, the Benedictine monks, they sort of, part of the spirituality of St. Benedict is... Um, the motto, ora et labora, which means pray and work. And that's kind of the model for their spirituality, hmm. um, that they pray and they work. And that's kind of, you know, even today in Benedictine monasteries, they wake up, they pray the liturgy of the hours throughout the day, and then they have like their work assigned. And that's kind of like a standard um, monastic life, mm-hmm. is you pray for the world and you also work. Um, not only to provide the monastery and the monks there with what they need, but also to just kind of uh, satisfy this human need to do something. Mm
0: -hmm. Because there is a need to make things and to feel there is a, um, a, it like affirms our worth Mm -hmm. to do work and to uh, contribute to things. And to, I think the, the over or the biggest thing about, work is the feeling of someone needs you or someone like feeling useful. Right. Someone needing you or wanting you to do something. You're like, okay, I have a purpose. I'm doing something for something. Right. Instead of just like sitting around and not doing anything. Yeah.
1: And I think especially with my job being in an office, like, like, well, I sent 30 emails today. Like that doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like I'm doing something. Right. And especially, um, having finished, my thesis a few months ago. Like I've been like constantly telling Holly, like I need a hobby. I need to do something.
0: Which is why I tried to get you that. She tried Father's to buy day. me tools,
1: but it didn't work out. I could have been could have built us a whole new house by now, with one circular saw. <laughs> <laughs> but it was too expensive.
0: That's why we couldn't buy a new house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Um, no, but there's.
0: You need a hobby because you finished your thesis now that it's over.
1: Right. But even with, like, different types of work, like, again, if I'm not interacting with someone, if someone doesn't recognize what you do, then there's kind you lose that kind of connection to it, right? Mm -hmm. You're not proud of it. You're not um, connected to it. It's kind of just like something you did that goes off into the void. And Mm -hmm. that's
0: it. And so, like, with that in mind, that work can really be anything. It can be... It can be your job that that makes money, but it can be anything that contributes to something. So, like, work can be seen as a hobby. Like, mm-hmm. a hobby can give you that worth-giving, um, thing.
1: <laughs> that worth-giving thing. <laughs> that feeling of fulfillment and worth.
0: Thank you. Um, uh, like, taking care of your family can do that. Cooking meals for your kids and changing diapers every day or, um... Oh, what was the other? I had another example and I forgot it.
1: How was I supposed to know what your example was?
0: I said it earlier. Oh, I can't remember. Oh shoot. I don't know. Well, it'll come to me. But there are lots of other things that aren't just your nine to five work day. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, thing it's killing me. I can't remember. it. (laughs) but But it work can look in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Different ways, and
1: I think just people know like if you. You wake up early, you get a bunch of yard work done, you kind of just feel accomplished. And, like, I did something today.
0: Studying. Studying. <laughs> it was studying.
1: <laughs> yes. That was worth it. I got it.
0: <coughs>
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, sorry. sorry. What,
0: what were you thinking?
1: I was going to say that this isn't... It's not just a vanity thing or a pride thing. Mm-hmm. Think, like, oh, I did this. I accomplished something, me, my own. I think it's... um It goes deeper to that and kind of, in our podcast on creativity, we talked about how being creative reflects our creator and work kind of does, is similar.
0: It does. We're like tapping into his creative nature. Right.
1: Because God worked to create the world. Like that was something he did. And I think in the Creativity Podcast, we talk more about artistry and art, but work is also a creative act. Um, Definitely. um, And Jesus, you know, when you think about it, he was... A carpenter like he was 30 before when he mm-hmm. started his ministry yeah so those whole preceding 30 years I mean we hear about it in some of the infancy narratives but he had like a career in between there presumably as a carpenter since that's what oh Joseph gosh. did so like even Jesus what
0: if you had a dresser that Jesus made
1: a dresser I don't think they ours are from Ikea so I don't think that we have any Jesus dressers
0: but like no I'm not now obviously But if back then, like, what if you had a piece of something that Jesus made?
1: That'd be pretty cool.
0: That'd be amazing. Sorry, just pondering.
1: Yes. Anyway, back to my point. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) He had a carpenter career.
1: Right, and that even God incarnate felt it. uh, I don't. I hate saying necessary with Jesus and God because that's always tricky. But he felt a need to create and to work and to have. to do work before his ministry was supposed to begin,
0: mm-hmm. and so, he trained under Joseph. Like, yeah, he like learned how to do right, and so I think that's
1: kind of points to the fact that this is something inherent to our beings and to our natures, um, and that the church has pointed this out recently. Right. Well, not re- yeah, recently, the past hundred fifty years—that's recent for the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I think um, a lot of. Especially now, with um, kind of employment being, unemployment rather, being a big issue in a lot of places, especially in Europe. Um, Pope Francis has spoken a lot about young people, like young adults, and them not having jobs and how that's just really, really tough. Um, And again, not to kind of keep talking about this, but we, like, if you look at history, there's, like, a need to work. Like, in the during the Depression in the um, 30s, mm-hmm. the United States had the Works Progress Administration, which basically they, like... People would go out and work in national parks and build public buildings, and they were paid... Their food and their, sh- their lodging was paid for, and that was about it. Mm-hmm. So the government basically just had them go work and paid for their food and lodging, and that was, like, a really beneficial thing for them like they couldn't get a job at a factory so the government gave them jobs to do so that they could keep them working and keep them happy
0: Mm -hmm. which like for a whole country that was probably feeling so much of actual depression right um and feeling that they weren't needed or weren't valued at all Mm -hmm. to then be given a job like you can do this i need you to build this for me or to do that and you get to not worry about what you're gonna feed your family or provide shelter for them the just whole country morale alone was completely changed yeah because people actually felt valued right where without a job they didn't feel that at all
1: yeah and I think our culture especially in America we have like a focus on work mm-hmm. like an over focus on work and if your you know job isn't up to snuff or it's not in the correct field, you can kind of feel left out. Right. And it's the first question, usually, the first, one of the first five questions you ask them when you meet them is like, oh, well, what do you do? And we mean, we mean what is your job? What's your job? Right.
0: Um, I remember a great scene from one of the best movies of all time. <sighs> can you guess which one it is? It's going
1: to be some silly Disney movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Brink. My favorite. Um, this one scene, the dad... I can't remember his name, of uh, Brink is talking to him because he's unemployed, Mm. which drove Andy Brink Brinker to Team (laughs) (laughs) X-Blades. Holly has
1: encyclopedic knowledge of, (laughs) like, made-for-TV Disney movies from 1992 to 98. Like, that's her her bread and butter right there.
0: So here I am. I'm ready. But so he, his dad was unemployed, and so Andy had to, like, felt the pressure to, like, help provide for the family. Mm Mm-hmm. So, normally he's a soul skater and he only skates for fun. (laughs) But he had to join Team X Blades and get paid to skate, which is like against his whole thing. But so his dad one day was talking to him in the garage and was saying that, like, it's so hard for him because everyone always asks him, What do you do? What do you do? And he was unemployed and he didn't know what to say.
1: Right. It was
0: like really hard. You know, Disney gets real sometimes. It does,
1: every once in a while.
0: And I, I still remember that.
1: That glad <laughs> like something sunk in <laughs> during your adolescence.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I always think about that when I hear, or when I think about how like everyone, your first question to someone is, what do you do? And I, mm-hmm. I actually try to avoid it.
1: Yeah. I found myself doing it a lot. I know. I feel like with it's guys too. It's an easy too, crutch. It is. Yeah. Well, what do you do? Because mm-hmm. I have such an exciting job that <laughs> people are immediately um, just in awe.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, you do enrollment? And then
1: I just leave them. I just walk away.
0: And you're <laughs> like, oh, I can't believe that. You just met.
1: You have your own cubicle. <laughs> Three and a half walls.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. But there is a big, there's a huge focus on your career. And so whether that is, like, you doing your, like, there's this pressure for you to be doing, like, exactly what you want at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, like, you must be doing your dream job right now, or you're, like, an utter failure. Right. Or if you don't have a job, there's just this, like, understanding like, oh, well, why not? Oh, well, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think it's it's very difficult because we, in America, there's definitely an emphasis on on work, but also... on money. There's, like, an emphasis on work and then also complaining about work. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I feel like there's this duality. Oh, um, the
0: Mondays.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, like, office life is the worst. Um, I actually heard that the reason that, like, nine to five office jobs, the reason that we see them in so many movies as being, like, the worst thing ever is because our movies and our TV shows are written by writers who would hate to have to be in an office nine to five. Oh, so it's funny. these very, like, creative, artistic types who are, like, thinking of like the worst existence ever and they're like oh it'd be working in it office
0: it must be that
1: so people have this skewed perception of what everyone else thinks Gosh. which i think is true of a lot of culture
0: i know media. think about
1: that next time why who is producing what you're watching and what is their experience
0: and what's their what's their goal yeah. oh, let's I, get real i, I was gonna, get get, real. I wasn't gonna
1: be so cynical but
0: i know i'm very cynical today
1: you are um, but especially for our generation the the focus on work when there's a lot of people who um, you know have college degrees and aren't able to find work or who
0: or who can't find it in their field
1: right or who are just doing something different than what their parents may have done
0: or doing like because I just feel like there's a big focus like you got your degree in English mm-hmm. but you're not doing anything in no. English, which is fine.
1: I'm speaking it <laughs> quite well actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but I feel like there's, like, a big question, like, oh, why did you study English if you just were going to go do this?
1: Right. And there's, college is super expensive, so then there's, like, you paid for this degree and you're not doing it. So there's just, in, you know, for our generation right now, there's kind of a, um, like, an especially big weight on work mm-hmm. and working.
0: Yeah. It's too, it's too intertwined with your identity. Right. Because, I mean, like, I love your work because... You are able to have like fun relationships with your coworkers and you're able to be home every single day at five o'clock mm-hmm. or five twenty. You gotta get home. <laughs> I can't
1: get home in between. i probably, <laughs> probably makes me wait outside to five twenty no. if I'm home early.
0: We you can't get you can't like zap yourself home. I know. You gotta give time for a commute. I know. I know. But you get home at the same time every day, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. That's all I could ever ask for in your job.
1: So. <laughs> Thanks.
0: <laughs> but it's not your identity. Your identity is a husband to me and mm-hmm. a follower of Christ.
1: Right, but I think the point of the podcast is that we do need work, and we have this... Of course. Of course that's what you meant.
0: But job, your job job is not your identity. identity. That's what I'm saying. Um, Don't worry, I'm not derailing this whole thing.
1: Not again. I won't let it happen again.
0: Hey. Just
1: kidding. Um, Another area where I see it happen a lot is with um, mothers or new mothers. like The... You know, you go on maternity leave, you're off of work and kind of like there's a, I don't know, I'm not, obviously not speaking (laughs) from experience, but there's an odd kind of pull like, do I go back to work? Do I stay with my kids? And
0: it's like a guilt either way. And the choice
1: is choosing work or not work where Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily the case. Mm
0: -hmm. And there's a lot of judgment as we talked about last week in motherhood.
1: Right. Both ways. Like if you go back to work. People are like, oh... You must don't don't, not love you, your kids. You must not love your kids. Or if you stay home, it's like, oh, you're just going to sit around and do nothing right. all day.
0: Eat bonbons. and Eat
1: bonbons. Which no one even eats those anymore.
0: Let's get bonbons back. <laughs> we should. Come
1: on. What are the Ferrera Rochers? Are those bonbons? Is that what it is?
0: I actually don't know what a bonbon is. I think is.
1: it's just like a ball of
0: chocolate. I imagine of... Um, oh, what are they called? Snowballs? Those little, like, nasty hostess Oh, uh, no. Things? That's
1: what I meant. Those No, I think they're little, like, chocolate things. Like truffles. Okay. <laughs> you know what a chocolate truffle is? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ferrero Rocher.
1: That's what I just said. I don't like <laughs> You probably eat lint. You probably. What? L I N D T? Lint?
0: Oh. <laughs> I thought that was like a burn. Like, no, <laughs> it was a burn. You just didn't get it. <laughs> no, I don't like lint. I only like Hershey's. You know that. <laughs> Oh,
1: oh boy. Um, yeah, so getting back to work... What
0: were you saying?
1: I don't even... <laughs> oh, I was talking about with with mothers motherhood. and... Um, and she how there's... Sorry. Yep. <laughs> we were talking about motherhood and how there's pressure from both sides, whether you go back to work or whether you stay home. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of this rambling is just to reiterate our point that work... Um, work is connected to the dignity of the human person. We all need work. So I guess maybe if I can salvage our, the past 15 minutes is that, um, your work isn't your job. Like there are different things that determine what you do. Um, and I think when you're more connected to your work and to the product that you're doing, um, you feel more fulfilled in it. And I think that's also reflective of our relationship with God. You always have to remember we're created in the image and likeness of God. So these um, universal qualities that we see within us that, like I said, transcend time and culture, and you know everyone has needed a job. Everyone needs to work. Everyone has a feels a desire to work. One um, of things like that, I feel, are reflective of God in us. Does that it's make sense? That-
0: the likeness of God that we are made in.
1: Right. So it's kind of like what we were talking about motherhood last week and how that's kind of universal because that's reflective of God, our relationship to God. Yeah. Um, the So what I was going to say is the relationship between the creator and the created, um, when that is closer, like we were saying, before the Industrial Revolution, which Holly yeah. pointed out, you yeah. all remember, um, people were more connected with the work they did whereas now you can like if you work if you do like data entry you don't really see what that data is doing Mm -hmm. you don't see the connection at the end so i think when we're more connected with the end product of our work and our labor and kind of you know i made this here it is i can hold it or like i wrote this paper or i did this project and i can see the fruits of that we get more satisfaction out of that and that too is connected to um us being made in the image of God because he is close to his creation. He doesn't make the world and then kind of like push it out on its own. He um, enjoys the fruits of it and participates in the fruits of it and comes down to earth to live amongst like amongst his creation and work on the earth mm-hmm. and have a job and be with people. And so it's for me, that's why that can, being connected to the product of your work gives you more fulfillment. Than if um, you don't see what happens after you, you're part of it. Right.
0: So. so what would you say to someone like yourself that you just like enter data and that's your job? I don't just, you
1: know, I don't. Well, I know you, you don't. Do. I just don't enter data.
0: I know, but like, you know what I'm saying to someone to who the, who, does have who a doesn't really like ha- yeah who doesn't really have a connection to their end product. I don't, know.
1: I don't tell people how to fix things. I just tell them what's wrong. No, I think well like you were saying that your job is not your only identity. work, right? Mm-hmm. If you're um, you're doing something where you feel disconnected from your work and you're not able to change jobs because that's another thing too is we need um, you know we need money to right. have food and shelter and those kinds of things. And so support, you may to support to support families. And to support families, so you may not be able to leave a job or get a new one if you don't feel fulfilled at one. Um, but I think like you were saying remembering that you your work isn't just what you do when you're clocked in, that there's other right. things out. And also, I guess you could try to find um, some connection to it, like maybe make an effort to see what this does, mm-hmm. like what the product does.
0: And like with my old job, I feel like I talk so, I don't talk bad about my old job, but I just feel like I talk about it all the time. But with my old job, I wasn't very connected. I was like so used to it with, going to art school and studying textiles it was like I was so connected with the piece and handmaking everything and then I went into corporate design where people overseas were printing the the fabric and I didn't really have any kind of connection to the finished product as much um reconciling that was like oh well God must have me here to love my co-workers mm-hmm. and so like that was that was a work for me, right. was to love them well and to have good conversations with them and, you know, just to love them in the way that Jesus was calling me to love them. Right. Yeah. And so um, that, like, helped me right. when I was, like, feeling that disconnect.
1: Yeah. And there's a, um early 20th century um, thinker. Oh, I guess he was a theologian. Joseph Pieper. Ah, uh. Um, He wrote a book called Leisure, the Basis of Culture. And pretty much the point of that um, work was to show that we work so that we can rest um, and enjoy the fruits of our labor. So if you're working seven days a week nonstop just for the sake of working and not really taking advantage of what that work has earned you, then you're not really um, living...
0: Like what are you working towards? To fullest.
1: Right. What are you working towards? And what Joseph Pieper says is that we, um, yeah, we work so that we can have that weekend and enjoy. It. And that's where life kind of takes place, mm-hmm. which is kind of going mm-hmm. a different direction. But it's also um, helpful to keep in mind of
0: why we work. I was going to say that, or I was hit with that earlier when you were talking about God creating and that he worked to create us. Mm-hmm. He also took, like, he created the Sabbath. Right. As a day of rest mm-hmm. because he worked in rested and enjoyed, rested yeah, and he enjoyed says the it was good that and he, he, he rested exactly. in it, right? So and, I think there is something, like our culture doesn't take the Sabbath Yeah. and I think that we need to get back to that.
1: Or they they don't, they might take the day off from work, but they don't really use that for like fulfillment and like recreation, in the sense of right. recreation, like refreshing and renewing themselves and um, going back to what you said, what would I say to someone who doesn't feel connected to their work is you you know, say you work all the time to support your family, there's the fruit of your work, mm-hmm. of your labor. Like, mm-hmm. that's what you enjoy, and you can be connected to that. Right. So there's...
0: And, like, you were, you said that with your job, that, like, you're the dean of your school or something, said that uh, we're not curing cancer here. Right. But we are helping men and, and women.
1: We only help the men. <laughs> to... <laughs> support their families. Yeah, by having, by you know, having a, a degree with a, the job. Mm-hmm. Higher education degree.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, not... We have undergrads, too.
0: That... Well, you specifically.
1: Me, me specifically.
0: Um, yeah, and I think that's a great way to look at situations, is that, mm-hmm. like, where... Where can good work be done? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not on this podcast. No good work here. <laughs> yeah. We Just try. kidding. We I feel still... like this...
0: We stumbled a little bit. We stumbled
1: a lot. But I feel like this has many, many layers. Um, And that's, it's such a complicated issue. And that's why the church has needed to speak about it. Mm -hmm. Like, um, especially in regards to, like, the rights of workers and... um,
0: Oh, oh, there's a whole point that I wanted to make. The dignity of work. And we touched on it. But, and I was going to say earlier, that as I said, I used to work with, like, companies overseas who were printing the fabrics that I would design. And um, I found myself in talking with those vendors, when there's a huge language barrier uh, trying to speak with people in in China and India, Um, but I found myself treating them like machines Mm. and treating them like what somewhat, in in some Catholic (laughs) doc or paper or something, they they said that uh, we're in danger of treating people as tools for profit. Mm Mm-hmm. And I found myself doing that to the vendors and just, because all you're speaking to them is in email. Right. So you have no connection with who they are and you just forget that they're people and not just machines who just chuck out fabric. And you're mm-hmm. like, how could you have gotten this color wrong? This looks so bad. Or like, you know, whatever. Um, and that's where I was getting uncomfortable with where I was in was, And I had to weigh is the work that God is doing through the relationships that I have here good enough that it uh counteracts counteracts this like it doesn't counteract but like is the good is is it more right or more worth it or i don't know what the right word is uh is is it okay for me to then be treating these people or finding myself treating these people poorly and feeling a disconnect from the the piece and a lot of other personal issues (laughs) (laughs) um is this better and i actually had to make decision to leave as everybody knows but um i think that that especially in our culture right now we we mass produce everything overseas and we have no connection with the makers and so we forget the dignity of the people right who are making the the pieces that we enjoy Mm -hmm. and we forget that they are making it in a tiny factory with not a lot of light and sewing machines going all day long and they're really loud and it's really obnoxious and they have to sit there every single day and listen to sewing machines yeah. And that's hard. And we just forget that. And so I think that we just need... That's why the church teaches social justice about mm-hmm. work and why it's such a big focus is because we have to get back to the person.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So when you, as you're driving into work today, if you're listening to this Monday morning, Oh,
0: yeah.
1: think about that. <laughs> try, try, oh, try to find one little shred of wisdom in this. I know. Half a shred. Um, yeah. But so just remember whether you're working or interacting with someone at their job or someone who's um, having difficulty finding work, that there's, there's a reason this matters so much to us and that we um, have a desire to make and to produce and to um, be able to provide for our families. And that comes from being made in the image of a creating God, a creating and loving and providing God that that's in printed in all of us.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> well, there you have it. Work, work. I just want to sing that Tobey Maguire song. So Tobey Maguire. Oh Whoa! my
1: gosh! First of all, you're trying to say Toby Keith, and it's not even Toby Keith. No, it's not. <laughs> Who is it? I don't know. It's some other country. It's not Toby here. Keith. Well, now you have to sing it so they know what you're talking oh, okay. about.
0: It's like work, work all day long, punching the clock does to don. <laughs> it's terrible. I hate it so much and it's just so stuck in my head.
1: Oh. it it's not Toby Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Spider Man. It's not. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Well, thank you guys for <laughs> On um, that note, we'll wrap yeah. it up. <laughs> Thanks for sticking through this. I'm sorry that it was a struggle. Um it was work. It was work, yeah. <laughs>
1: we really went meta with this one and
0: um, but we hope that there is something good in here. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So email us. So uh, we're
1: trying to get feedback by being as bad as possible. As bad as possible.
0: <laughs> like you guys must email us now. Um, no, email us at halfway saints podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and like us on Twitter. And if you feel called, leave us a review on iTunes.
1: Mm-hmm. And thank you to the um, people who have left us reviews. We've. No, it's a couple more. So thank you very much. We appreciate that.
0: Mm-hmm. It really makes our day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I hope everybody has a great week. And we're praying for you.
1: And yeah. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye.